Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. And joining us today, all the way from the middle of Michigan, Midland, Michigan, in, in fact, is Maria Graham. Maria, thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing today? I cannot complain. And thank you so much for uh, having me. Uh, the weather's starting to turn. There's sunshine. So things are looking up in the middle of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And uh, I know Chris and I are super excited to have you on the show. And I thought maybe we'd start off with an easy question. I mean, I, I've been following you on LinkedIn for a little bit. So I think I, I know who you are. But for our, our listeners and viewers who aren't familiar with, with Maria, wondering if you could share a little bit about your personal or career narrative. Yeah, I love uh, I love a good origin story. I wish mine was more exciting. Um, it's not that exciting, but um, so hi everybody. I'm super excited to be here. My name is Maria Graham. I am a, a senior account executive with a company headquartered in in Michigan called um, Newspire. We're a managed security service provider, um, and I got into the industry in like all of the non traditional ways. I was um, bartending. Um, I went to school for education, decided that was for sure not for me uh, at all, like way too late for that decision to be made. So I had to move back home with my parents, hated that also and needed to get out of my parents' house. So I was bartending um, and, and doing some manager stuff at restaurants in Metro Detroit and went back to school at Wayne State University for just a general business degree um, and was told I should probably get like an internship somewhere while back then they didn't really pay you to do that. And that was not an option. I found this company called Newspire. They said they'd pay me like minimum wage to come in and do internship type things. And I said, I'll take it. Um, I got hired there. So that'll be almost 12 years ago. Um, I got hired there, interned for about five days. I sat next to all the sales folks um, on one side and all of the SOC engineers on the other side. I was like in the middle. And I was really intrigued in the sales side of it because it just seemed like bartending to me talking, asking questions in a logical matter and making human connections. And uh, I got promoted maybe two or week, two weeks later. And then I've been here ever since. So not, not the most exciting story, but I'm proud of it. I like well, it. A, I think that's a fantastic origin story. I don't think I've heard uh, of all the times we've asked that question. No one has said that they started as a bartender. So I think that's a, that's fantastic. And uh, I guess that yeah. be, being a bartender that leads you with uh, an empathetic ear, right? So uh, uh, yes. I think that is absolutely yes. fantastic and very much needed in, in industry. Um, you, you mentioned with Newspire that they are a managed security service provider. I'm um, wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about the organization. Are there certain types of clients or sectors that they serve? Um, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So we actually being uh, headquartered out of uh, Michigan, we started our journey 25 years ago in the managed services space with um, a lot of the corporate OEMs, automotive manufacturers, um, and have done uh, security work for um, them for the whole the whole gambit. Um, and we still today secure all of like the, the Subaru dealerships nationwide. We can say their name, they're on website and stuff like that. But um, a lot of those folks have been uh, service for us for years. Around 10 years ago, we decided we needed to branch out if we were going to go to the next level and logically started with um, automotive suppliers, manufacturing, construction, logistics, some of the more unheavily regulated industries traditionally. It's an easier narrative for us to tell and, and to, to get market reach there. Um, so we've been doing that for a very long time, helping folks, I think, today solving challenges around uh, you know a lot of point solutions that don't integrate, uh, staffing, there's not enough resources to monitor all the things and respond to all the things in an adequate fashion. Um, but taking more of a white glove approach um, 
it's great. It's a, it's a really good place to be. We really focus on the people element, the collaborative element, the partnership element of it. We meet people where they're at. We don't shove solutions in people's faces. We try to, we try to custom to what they're trying to solve for. And I think we do a really good job. Uh, you don't find salespeople in this space that stay or stick somewhere for this long. And I think, uh, I think the fact that I have is a testament to what I believe the company is doing. So it's a good place to be for sure. Well, that's fantastic, Maria. And I, I absolutely love the, you know, the collaborative word there. And also we're near and dear to, to Chris and I in terms of, of how, how, to, how, how to grow, grow in life and grow in relationships. I know that's absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, broadly, or at least a high level, you know, the organizations and the clients that Newsbuyer is serving, are there certain, um, what are the sort of hot topic uh, cybersecurity issues or uh, that that they're grappling with or, or dealing with today? <laughs> Lord, there's it changes every <laughs> week. I feel like right now it's generative AI. Everyone's freaking out about that, but um, <laughs> I think the the main topics that I hear a lot of um, right now specifically, there's been just in the last five years in the market from a point solution perspective, a lot of noise, a lot of startups, a lot of a lot of massive companies have gone on scale and. Um, a lot of people during pandemic bought a lot of tools rapidly, 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 because they were forced into these situations of we've got to support a remote workforce and yeah. you didn't have enough time to research, research and come up with a strategy. You had to knee jerk and get just buy stuff. Right. So now we're on the tail end of that. And we're finding that a lot of folks have um, they have the solutions. They're good solutions. They can't find anybody to manage them or work them at all. Uh, consistently uh, retaining staff and so on and so forth. So we've had to, kind of um, in recent and probably the last year, alter our approach to be able to figure out in the market, what are those top point solutions that people purchase that they're having trouble with today, and then build out expertise in-house to be able to help them, not only with just the eyes on glass and response perspective, but a lot of those tools, they require ongoing tuning, they require whitelisting, you know, all that kind of stuff. We actually have had to come up with approaches to help them get fingers into their tools to, to help them with that aspect as well. So I think in the last six months, that's the most, the most of what I'm hearing is it's not so much we need this or we need that. It's we need people and we need eyes and we need help. That's awesome. I'm, if, that's, I'm, if that makes sense. That it does make sense. sense. Absolutely, Maria. Okay. <laughs> and so, so just so that we can understand before we really uh, dive in further here, uh, with Newspire, it's a, the company is a managed security services provider. So what typically does that mean? That means have security operations, multiple security mm-hmm. operations centers. You have people that can manage um, things on the technical side. You have cybersecurity leadership, I, I assume or believe, uh, with chief information security officers, threat intelligence. What, what are all the mm-hmm. kind of components yeah. that make up That's a great, security That's a great question. And I think it's a super interesting question. So I'm going to answer it the best way because it's confusing with now all the acronyms and buzzwords. <laughs> and it's also a really long question out there. <laughs> it is. So I'll answer it in, in part if I, if I heard correctly. So yes, we are a managed security service provider. We have multiple security operations centers throughout the, the United States. And then we have one in Philippines to help with the people part of it. Within our managed services portfolio, we have, we, we really believe in, picking something to do and sticking to it and doing it the best out of anybody else. If it's not in our swim lane, we are not going to, we're not going to play with it. We will get you to somebody that can. (laughs) So within our, within our portfolio, we focus on, on four main things. The first is a little bit strategic. So to your point, fractional field or virtual CISOs, whatever you want to call them these days, 
we have a very small bench of those and we use them strategically. So either with existing clients that really have a pain point or dying on the vine for some help when it needs to be quick from somebody they know and trust, or if we find an opportunity where it's, we know that they're eventually going to need managed services, the virtual CISO work is, is, our, is, is needed though for them to get a third party to say they need it, to, to present upstream in, the, in their organization. So that's one piece. Within the rest of the portfolio is more of the managed services. So um, think of all the acronyms that are out there, MSS, MDR, EDR, blah, blah, blah. We do all of those things. <laughs> Um, and, and really the way it kind of distills down, I don't like acronyms. I think it's confusing and everybody thinks they mean different things. It's just three options. One, one is we're going to ingest information. We use a SIM, we give people access to a SIM. That's all that kind of stuff. We ingest, we correlate, we, we, we do all the stuff you do with a SIM and then we monitor the output and provide guided remediation and response to our clients but we're not going to touch buttons. We're not going to auto quarantine. We're not going to do any of that kind of stuff. It's more of watch and then ring the alarm when something needs to happen and then help us tell us what to do. That's option one. Option two is you have a tech stack. And you don't have people. Tell me what your tech stack is. I'll give you the people. We'll take over the management and the monitoring and the response. And then using your technology stack as much as we can to optimize your investment, to remediate that on your behalf. And then the third would be a combination of the two of those, right? Um, we don't, we can't necessarily use your tech, all of your tech stacks. We don't have expertise in everything. We've got most of it for the big ones. Um, so we, we do the ingestion monitoring and then we'll use proprietary tools and automation capabilities to do blocking and tackling on your behalf. So that's kind of the, the three different ways that we go to market on the, on the managed services side, but you're not shoved into one of those. We talk about what you're trying to do. We talk in outcomes. So what, what do you need? What's hurting? What's your vision for solving it? Let me tell you how I'm going to do that. I don't. I don't usually say any of those acronyms ever. I just say, here's how we're going to do what you need. That's, that's, that's a great you. answer. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And did it, that answer it? It did. It did answer it, did. it. So I was just looking okay. kind of for the nuts and bolts. And then, so, so what, what messaging in terms of communication, in terms of sales and customer experience, are you finding is resonating with your clients and with your prospective clients? Is there, we mentioned AI is a hot thing right now. Is there, Kind of, kind of something in particular that is connecting. You know, it's a weird. To be honest, it's a weird time to be in sales in this industry because it's gotten a little bit hostile uh, in terms of some folks saying you should never call, you should never email. I don't, don't, don't call, call me. Don't do any of that kind of stuff. I know what I need. I'll call you guys something. But that's not the reality, right? Um, so what I have been finding is resonating is LinkedIn. So posting content that's relevant, uh, sometimes it's not relevant. I, I mean, you, you guys you said you've, I rarely ever post anything on LinkedIn about what we actually do. I talk about the people at Newsfire. And, and the reason I do that is because to me, when somebody's coming into Newsfire, it's because they have a people problem. At the end of the day, there is a people problem. They don't have people. And I really want to make sure that they understand that the people at Newsfire are engaged we love what we do. We've all, uh, most of us have been here for decade plus. Um, and, and and we call us the long timers, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> the, the OGs, but even in our stock, I think the average tenure is almost four years. So people come and they stay here for a very long time in the industry. And so that's the messaging that I try to instill with when I'm starting to engage with folks. Um, 
And then usually, to be honest with you, I don't do a cold outreach or warm it, or I, I wait until somebody has seen me enough on the interweb of places or at events and stuff like that. And they understand who I am as a person. I've made some sort of human connection with you. I haven't told you diddly squat about Newspire or what we do or what I do. Um, and then I just eventually have, it's okay at that point, there's a trust to say, hey, tell me about your people. How are you guys doing this today? Because no one's doing it well all by themselves. So I'm just curious, what are you doing? And I think you mentioned the word trust there. I think that's so foundational to building relationships, uh, new relationships, and also in that, that customer experience as well in terms of taking care of your clients. Uh, how important or, or what role does digital trust play um, with, your, with your clients? Um, how, how, uh, how central are you finding that in, in terms of you know, the, the cybersecurity, like even doing cybersecurity in the first place? Why does it matter and, and you know, how, how can you support uh, digital trust efforts of your clients? Define digital trust so I can make sure I understand what you mean by that. So as okay. in the reason people do cybersecurity and privacy is because their their clients and stakeholders are putting their mm -hmm. private information yep. into your hands. So you need to be responsible to protect yep. it and use it responsibly. Um, do you find that that is central with, with what you're doing uh, in your role as well as with what, what new spires doing for their clients? I, I would tell you, Five years ago, when this was strictly like an IT problem, because that's where cyber always used to sit, was under IT. No, it didn't. It didn't always. That's not always the case because there's conflict almost of interest a lot of times when you're talking about IT and, and, and IT security, right? One is operational uptime, operational uptime. One is not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite, and they're both important. Um, but I think in the last probably. I've seen like a paradigm shift in the last probably five to seven years where as cybersecurity has become more top of mind, we've seen very large, unfortunately, it takes things happening for people to realize, oh crap, I should probably care about this, right? You started seeing all these massive attacks and, and, and breaches and so on and so forth. Um, I do think that the business, it's become more, not so much an IT centric program, it's a business program. And you're starting to see organizations now have BSOs, right? not just a CISO, there's BSOs. So they're able to articulate to the business why this stuff is important. I also think that when you talk to a security practitioner who doesn't know how to have, who can't speak to the business, their program is not going to be any good. <laughs> they're going to have problems and they're not going to last very long. Um, so yeah, I do think that businesses are starting to understand like, this is a, this is, this is risk. This is, this is risk just as anything else. And we got to take care of risk and you got to be able to measure it. You got to be able to quantify it and you need to be able to explain it to the business. And, um, I also think I've noticed that risk appetite by industry is different too, right? So as long, but the, 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 the leaders, my job as, as the person supporting the practitioners, right? Cause that's my, that's my job. Um, is to be able to make sure they can articulate the risk exposure that they have to their business. If the business signs off on it, okay, that's fine. But at least now the conversations are being had where before it was just like, I need this thing because of this. And there wasn't any association or tying it back to the business. Does that make sense or that's answer the question? Absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely Maria. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that's, uh, um, the, 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 I was just looking at the time. Time just literally flew by. I was, I was wondering how much time we had left and we're, we're already over time, but, uh, just 
we're so grateful for you sharing such great high energy wisdom and insights. And this is an absolutely fantastic conversation. And um, uh, for th- those of our listeners and viewers who aren't following Maria right now, definitely do follow her on LinkedIn. Is LinkedIn the best spot to, to connect with you, uh, Maria? Yes, yes. And I love to connect and chat. And I always, I'm always willing to chat with it. You guys know I'm ch- I'll chat with anybody that wants to chat. That's how we learn. It's how we learn. It's how we make this whole industry better. And we have, like, to your point, I love what you guys are doing to make making sure that the world knows that this this stuff actually really does matter. It's super important. Uh, just just fantastic, Maria. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for your friendship, and uh, thank you so much for just uh, dropping so, such great wisdom with us today. I'm looking forward to having you uh, on the show again at some point in the future. But have a great rest it. of the day, and um, Chris and I will be uh, right back to wrap up today's episode. Why managed service providers love the system hardening platform Sention. It saves time and resources by automating critical functions for system hardening. It provides an efficient and effective way to reduce vulnerabilities in your organization. It mitigates attacker movement and privilege escalation techniques and further prevents cyber attacks from happening in your organization. Now, here's an exclusive for Cybersecurity Matters listeners. Sention has a free offering of their cross-compliance database to get started today. A link will be provided in the podcast description. Sention will simplify your security management journey. Well, that was a terrific conversation with uh, Maria. I uh, don't think we've ever spoken with someone from Central Michigan. Central Michigan, but, uh, <laughs> two hours from anywhere else in Michigan. <laughs> truly, truly central. Um, what was one of your key takeaways from that? Yeah, I think the, the main problem that they seem to solve uh, is taking those multiple security tools that maybe aren't configured together properly and uh, closing those security gaps as the, the result from having all those tools. Yeah. And uh, you know, for me, I, I loved how she was talking about how for her, um, especially in the sales perspective, it was just about relationship building and prioritizing people. I think that was just absolutely fantastic. That's a shortage of good people like Maria like that in, in the industry. So we're really grateful to have Maria trained uh, from the ground up from the ground up, the right. Beginning of her career. Right. From the, uh, from the, uh, right from the bar up, <laughs> but uh, really grateful to Maria for uh, joining us on the podcast today. And special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to miss a previous episode, do check out the cybersecurity matters, YouTube page and or check out old episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. Till next time, be well, be safe. And we'll see you again next time on the cybersecurity matters podcast.